and welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm also Kathy. <laughs> uh, John is not back yet, but we will try to get him back. Uh, guys, we're also making sure yeah. we've got plenty of audio and good things going on. Kathy, say something for me. Uh, something for me? Aren't we the same? Isn't this this? Oh, this is a different scene. Different scene. This is a, a little bit of troubleshooting. Welcome to a little bit of troubleshooting. <laughs> We're just making with sure. With Gato and Kathy. <laughs> We're just making sure everything's working correctly. Um, cause. We're setting up a few things a little bit different to try to Legionnaires help. Legionnaires, it still sounds good. Good. Uh, welcome to episode 163. John will be back in just a minute. Uh, today's episode, we are going to talk about building your community back up. Uh, building a community, if you don't have one. How to make a community... Uh, a community. A uh, community... Uh, a good, happy community. And how to help each other out. Um, and everything. So... Before we do that, let's go ahead and get to our business. We want to thank Metalhead Minis, of course, for sponsoring us and hosting all of our items that we sell. You will see it pop up in the chat um, for our More Than Dice stuff, which also will have our Warfare Weekend stuff, too, um, where you can get some cool widgets, flags, dice. Who doesn't need more dice? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I, mean, I don't. I have them, but I don't need more. Oh, yeah. Um, I have dice. I have dice right here. <laughs> uh, we also we are a creature creator, so you will eventually see us paint up some creature caster models uh, coming up. And then uh, we want to thank Muse on Minis for hosting all of our audio files, so everybody can listen to us on all their different streaming devices while they're on the road driving or doing anything else. Banion, I don't like you. Um, and then we also want to hey, thank Manion. Tectonic Craft Studios for uh, uh, hosting us and also providing us for giveaways, uh, which we'll be doing pretty soon. Um, we've got some more stuff. Um, so other than that, uh, I think that's all the business. John, we do have some shout-outs this week. I know we do. What's the other one? Gave up hoarding dice for Lent. Uh, I do know what was it? Um, Beverly clearly, me, but I didn't really know them. Yeah, Andy Beverly Price. clearly uh, did uh, pass away. I mean, she was 108, I think is what it was. They said she was pretty old. She wrote a bunch of kids' books. Um, I like the Beverly Cleary books. Yes. So I mean, that was that was a, a pretty big uh, thing. Or 104, still 104 years old. Um, and everything. That's that's a long life. Um, almost 105. Almost 105. My grandma hit the 100-year-old mark uh, this month. Man. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Beverly clearly wrote so many books and was like a ton of elementary stuff. So, I mean, it was definitely there. Uh, George Siegel passed away. He had heart complications. He was 84. People don't know him. Uh, his recent work was done on um, the Goldbergs. He played the grandpa on the Goldbergs. He's done a lot of sitcom work. Yeah. Uh, I only remembered him from being in Look Who's Talking. Yeah. 
did that. But yeah, he, I, I guess there was like some heart complication and he went in for surgery for it. And uh, he passed away from that, which was kind of sad. Um, I watched the Goldbergs because it's uh, like an old 80s show. So it uh, goes back to the 80s. So it was like really good. Um, and yes, and uh, the voice of Mallory, I can't remember her name. Um, she passed away. That's too bad. Yeah. Well, they say celebrities are in threes. So, uh, other than that, uh, Kathy, I see you drinking, but is that your only drink of choice today? This is my ginger tea. I do have a gin and tonic that I'll be working on, but, you know, ginger tea. <laughs> John, what are you uh, drinking today? Uh, well, for shock of shocks, I'm drinking something non-alcoholic. I'm drinking a Shirley Temple because it's fucking tasty. <laughs> Uh, I'm drinking straight water because I drink and I need a lot of water right now because I'm a little dehydrated. Um, so I'm definitely doing, doing being a hydro homie right now and drinking a ton of water. Uh, if you're drinking anything, put it in the chat so we can find out and we can uh, share what you're drinking. Guys, we appreciate everybody coming out and watching, listening, doing all this stuff uh, because it is greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. We like it a lot. Um, oh, Lou Ottens, the inventor of the cassette tape, passed away. Oh, oh. wow! That For people that are that are that aren't that old, a cassette tape was what you know came in a little you know rectangle, had these two holes in it. If you had a pencil, you had to you know help wind it. You know. <laughs> I, I don't know what's more upsetting, the like... fact you said it or the fact that I think you actually did have to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I remember when it was like, oh yeah, Kathy's got a cassette tape. There it is, <laughs> the mix. Yeah, making the mixtapes. And Cut it was that tape. It was awesome when you bought when you had a uh, a deck on your uh, car that you push <laughs> a button and it fast forwarded to the next song, in a cassette tape. <laughs> I never had that fancy of a. Uh... Look, we all know auto reverse was the best ever, so we just play to the end and flip oh. to the. Auto reverse, <laughs> yeah, that was a game changer. Yeah, I think someone said they were they were what what does it mean to burn a CD? <laughs> I was like, oh <laughs> shit, yeah, I remember those days too. That's so much easier too. <laughs> now I just have playlists all over the place on various music places that I listen to music. So, guys, we really appreciate it. Please take care of yourself out there. Um, we'll start that up and uh, before we do it, cheers, everybody. Legionnaires says auto cheers. reverse, so you can hear the devil. What? Also, cheers, cheers, everybody. There's an app for that now, yeah, which kind of cracks me up because they're like the cancel culture thing of like trying to get into the cancel culture of Dr. Seuss and everything. And I'm like, please, everybody remember backward masking and D. Snyder coming in. Judge. You started this. <laughs> First off, there's no cancellation of Dr. Seuss. No, there is. The isn't. fucking estate is choosing not to publish any of those books, which don't fucking sell anyways. Because they have this old stuff that's somewhat racist and shit in it. Yes. That Back was the off. thing. You need to stop calling it cancel culture. It's called fucking consequent culture. Yep. Fuck up. 
Get the consequences. Yeah, that was uh, that was just something that was interesting that was brought up. They were like, "We need to stop cancel culture because they're taking away Dr. Seuss and all this other stuff." And I was like, "Um," and it's the people that were trying to take away D and D and take away, you know. Oh yeah, that was a big deal. That's why heavy I'm metal a and fan of, uh, Michael Stackpole because he fought back about against that way back in the day. And still, you know, also had time to write some of my favorite books. You know, D. Snyder going, people make fun of that. D. Snyder going before Congress, but D. Snyder came prepared, and those motherfuckers were not ready for D. Snyder. No, they weren't. <laughs> they all thought, like, oh, some dumbass. He, he fucking brought his A game. Yeah. He came in swinging and swinging hard. That was, but, you know, aye, aye, aye. So, let me get this set up. Um, so, this week i decided to post one of my managers on reddit because it was a printing page and i was like oh i'm gonna print this up i printed this up and i painted it and it looked pretty cool uh for me don't don't remember it is this is the picture still in good yeah and i'm gonna do a little bit of tweaking on it because there is i have some stuff coming in uh that i'm gonna test out the little frost from uh uh, green stuff and I posted this up saying hey I did this and it's all in contrast paints and it became a shitstorm and I was like why should anybody care that I painted it all up with contrast paints I like contrast paints they're a lot of fun for me I have a blast using them and people were calling this guy out I don't know if a guy whatever this person out and saying hey who gives a shit a painted miniature is better than a non-painted miniature. And I was he and he was just I mean he was just ripping and raving, I'm calling him a he, but about this, and I was like, Why are we still on this thing of bashing someone for having a uh using contrast paints? I mean, why is that still a thing? I gotta open up a package. Sorry, it's gonna be loud for a second. Well, you can actually one-up that guy, so it's, it's more than that. It's like they're saying in the chat, why are they gatekeeping? And also, why are you imposing your views of what the hobby should be on other people? Correct. The hobby is what you want it to be. If you want to play with unpainted models, that's your fucking choice. I don't care. Yeah. You have a good time? Sounds good to me. Correct. I would encourage you to paint your models, but if you don't want to, again, your business, not mine. Correct. Oh, yeah. I, I have absolutely... It, there's people who feel like I would somehow be offended or make fun of them or talk down to them or something because they don't paint their models or they don't feel like painting their models or they just enjoy the playing the game mm -hmm. more than they enjoy painting the models and painting the models is just too much work for them. And, and I understand that. And I would never, you know, tell somebody they were wrong for doing the hobby the way that they want to do it that makes no sense to me at all exactly yeah and, and that's sort of the thing and and everyone should i mean i hate piling on on the internet but sometimes you should just pile on somebody if they're just completely out there you know and uh you, you need to let them know like look you, your opinion sure it's your opinion but you're a fucking idiot you know, I always say opinions are never wrong, but they can be idiotic. 
And that's an idiotic opinion. The contrast paint isn't actually painting. It's like the old one I told this a couple weeks back about minwaxing, how I had a problem with it, and Dave Taylor had a talk, and I'm like, you know what, Dave, you're right. It doesn't matter. It's it's their model. They're doing what they want. There's no great god of painting that's going to come down and smite them for doing it wrong. I mean, who cares? We're all having fun here. Yep. So I finished? Paint like Banyan and be fine. You can paint like Kathy and be fine. Kind of hard to see the whole model. I'll turn it sideways. finished him up completely he came out really well the pink purple um thing came out really nice um well the interesting part was what one of the things the person said was a nine-year-old can take contrast paints and do the exact same thing you're doing and i'm like good okay who cares and i have no problem with that that is a good thing yeah i mean that's a good get along well yeah i'm like you know what if a nine-year-old likes that and the nine-year-old gets a painting that they appreciate, more fucking power to them. There oh. are so many people I know who have joined uh, Warhammer Hobby just because of contrast paints, being able to spray the wraith bone on, you know, spray the primer on, and then and then just throw those contrast paints on there and, and get immediate results like, where you can see, you know, definition of shading and highlighting. Oh, yeah. Even though they're not shading and highlighting, you know, you get to see those details more than you would have if oh, you yeah. were just throwing some flat, probably too dark uh, paint on the model, like I did when I first started painting. You know, if contrast paints had been around when I first started painting, I, I would have used the shit out of them, and I would have also mixed them with my other paints because I like to, I like to do that. I like to mix washes and paints. I like to mix glaze mediums and paints, and glaze mediums and washes, and contrast paints and washes, contrast paints and paint, uh, an experiment. But you know, that's, so that's what just you're saying me. that. Contrast paints has made the painting portion of the hobby more accessible to everyone? What? Yeah, even younger <laughs> kids. And somehow somebody thinks that's a bad thing. This is a person who is insecure about their own painting and upset because someone spending less time is getting better results. Uh-huh. Who cares? Yeah. That's a good point. But I mean, there there was a, you know, whenever these contrast paints came out and I made the challenge to myself, all my marble is going to get painted with contrast paints. And I'm going to learn how to use them so I can learn how to use them to paint like some stuff quicker and easier uh, type thing. Do I still paint the traditional way? Yeah. But do I like contrast paints? Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, b- b- before we get started on any more conversation, this is the model I'm going to be painting. It's, uh, let's see, I may have to pull that out a bit um, because this is uh, the Blackgate uh, model that Privateer Press uh, for the Infernals. Uh, I've got, of course I did start it, primed it uh, black, then put white over this fleshy looking area, then took the uh, purple, the clear purple, and I did like a contrast paint with it, just slapped it all over it, and then I mixed in the pink with it, um, and put in more in there to give it a little bit more highlight, because I just like really slithered it in really quickly. And then I went back and dry brushed a little bit of purple and then put went 
put pink in the recesses, like a little wash, and then a little bit of dry brush. And now I'm doing the runes, which is going to be kind of like this pinky purple uh, in um, the robes. More pink, less purple. That'd um, be cool. The model's been really hey, fun. Hey, Just Isis is here. Hey, Just Isis. Isis. So I, I put the white in it. I'm not sure I'm really digging the white ink for white um, so much on black, but, you know, not too worried about it. To be fair, I don't paint any sort of white directly over black. It's always gray first. Correct. Yeah, but I was just like, I'm experimenting with that ink because everybody was saying it was really, really awesome, and I was like, oh, whatever. I mean, I'll find out soon enough. I got some right here. <laughs> so oh, I'm so going to do... Legionnaires recommended it. So it's good for shadows and all. So, so I'm taking right. the white, the the purple clear, and then taking the the Vallejo magenta flow. Oh, the fluorescent. What Kathy calls the fluorescent pinks, and I'm gonna it make is. it. It's oh yeah, it's super and, super bright. And shake shake. Shake it, and when you think you've shaken it enough, shake it a little bit more. Yeah, Did it does settle. Agitator in there? No, it, it's 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 pretty big, and I can get. I've been shaking it most of it. I'm not too worried about it. About the size of it, agitator is gonna help. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna be doing a lot more. I'm gonna do a lighter pink into this. So, but I mean, I thought that was. I was like, did I? make that model and put it up so I could put it in a painting competition? Hell no. Do I well, care? Full stop. Who cares if you did? Yeah. It looks good and if it's the best, the judges will call it the best. Who cares what the techniques are? And, yeah. and if it's not the best, then that's okay too. Yeah. yeah. As long as you're pleased with the result, that's uh, the thing that matters. That Only one person on this planet has got to like your paint schemes. It's that person in the mirror. You. People that don't like your stuff? Fuck them <laughs> but i just i mean it was i was like why are we gatekeeping people over using it? i'm like why are you such a pretentious little prick who cares oh some people do psychological issues there yeah. they, they, their self-worth is taking a hit because that model probably looks better than most of what they've done and they're spending hours and hours and you just threw some contrast paint for on. years they, they've been painting for years and and you still looks better like okay. look when Creekens first painted her first model a couple years ago, it was at that point probably as good as the best model ever painted. What I do, I'm like, wow, that's good, cool. And I went on with my life because it doesn't affect me at all. Yeah, we should be building up our community, not taking down the community. And that that's kind of what I was, I was coming in with this because I saw that. And a lot of people came up to the guy. I ignored the guy. I didn't give a damn. Uh, but a lot of people were like, shut the fuck up, you prick. Who cares? It looks well, good. Remember that Reddit is still a community for those people. So someone coming yeah. in and throwing their bullshit around, you may not go on Reddit too much. It may not be a big deal to you, but that's where they hang. They don't want this kind of attitude. It yeah. gives Reddit the name it has. Yeah. You know the, the the impression everyone's like, oh fuck Reddit. Reddit's a bunch of pieces of shits. Yeah. That's not what they want. They actually want it to become the community because that's where they go. Yeah. I just it, it was just something that came out. I was like, I don't. Me personally, I didn't give a fuck. I put it out there. A lot of people liked it. A lot of people were really impressed of how the contrast paints did on a resin print, though. 
because you know the yeah. resin prints still have sometimes they still have the layer lines depending right. on where they're at and they were like wow the contrast paints really did good on that resin print and i was like yeah that's i was really surprised too it, it is one of the few remaining problems with resin prints is that there's that piece. layer lines hurt contrast paints and dry brushing and that's some of the techniques we use a lot yeah yep. that's what uh that's what my walrus has he's got some uh some layer lines on him so he's like an ogre you got layers yeah he's got layers he's the cutest walrus though i can't wait to paint this I have a little bit of cleanup here, though, because I can see the a little bit of uh, uh, the filament stuff getting really rough on the bottom, the underside of the... Oh, it was an FDM print, not a resin print? The tusk. Yeah, yeah, it's FDM. There's a little spaghetti there. I wonder if you can just sand it down a little bit. Yeah, you should be able to. Well, I, yeah, I figured I could take the file to it or... Sandpaper probably a little better for something like that, but I'm not... The, yeah, we've got those little emery stick things. Oh, yeah, that'll work. That's basically like sandpaper. I say file, but I, that's just like my blanket statement for cleaning all the mold lines and everything. <laughs> Fair enough. So I'm just doing this purple pinky thing. and I'm just slathering it in. I don't care. Russ wants to know what layer height do you print at, Gonzo? Uh, for resin, uh, I think the resin is 0 0.05. I missed a spot right there. I'm gonna have to... That sounds like a number. 0 0.05 millimeters, I think is what it is. It's the standard for miniatures, I think. Any answers? I don't know, though. The blurry Gonzo is hurting my head. Yeah, you're super out of focus today, Gonzo. The, my... Which one? My camera? You, face. Your face. My face. Hold on. Let me see if I can fix that. Is it the autofocus? Most amazing use of layer lines I've seen is PLA casting. It ends up with the layer lines looking like awesome grain and casting if the angles are right. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's cool. A friend of mine positioned a... Uh, something that was supposed to look like wood in such a way that those layer lines would end up looking like the wood grain. So, yeah. And, it, and that did work really well. Hopefully that. I took off the autofocus because that's probably what was doing it. Yeah, your, your, your face is clear now. Unfortunately. Okay. Unfortunately. Well, it's hard to see to do this because the camera's right here. The computer's over there for me to do the work with. But <laughs> I'm going to have to wear my glasses to paint. So They haven't gotten magnifiers yet? Uh, the magnifiers hurt my head. But these glasses are, you know, just magnifying glasses. So they're just, they do the same thing, just... Uh, I actually work on stuff. At this point, even if I'm assembling, I tend to use them just because it makes things easier to see. Yeah. But. And I, it, it brought up whenever I was doing this, it brought up the you know the fact of why you know why diss somebody because what's going to happen when 
little Johnny that's brand new to the hobby comes in. He sees these contrast paints. He can get a decent amount of painting done and looking decent. And you come in and you shit on him. And I'm not yep. saying you in particular. I'm just saying, you know, as a person. And he's not going to realize, like everyone else, that you're just an asshole. Yeah. You might actually, I mean, he may, if you're the first one he sees, he's going to be like, oh, apparently I suck. I'm going to stop. You're going to, you know, because at a young age, they don't have the self self-worth sometimes to realize that there's just some asshole being a an dork asshole. on the internet. Yeah. But I mean, even locally, I don't, I mean, if you know someone locally that's going to give someone shit for a painting like that, you're an ass. Just plain and so, simple. Yeah. I mean, so you, you would need to, this is sort of the, the positive uh, community building. You would need to make sure when someone comes in and asks that, you know, you sort of shoot that stuff down if someone starts being an ass about that. Yeah. Like, sometimes they're joking. You know, you can tell. But most of the guys I know are pretty upbeat about that stuff. You know, uh, the it's funny that the least necessarily upbeat would be the Jason, who is one of our better painters. But he always, the first thing he does is ask is, do you want um, a critique or are you just showing it to me? You know, because he wants to critique, he'll start laying in, not like mean at all, ever, but like laying in, oh, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this. But if you just want to show it, he'll be like, oh, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, looks cool. Keep painting, little dude. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you got to be, I mean, you always ask, do you, do you want some opinions on this? What was that? All right, what's someone saying in the chat? You're, you're, you're blurry again because you moved back away from the camera. Sorry. I, I have to do it because this is what happened when I choose my background. Have you tried just putting one of those fake backgrounds in? Can you get one of those fake backgrounds? Hold on. I don't know. The fake backgrounds use up more resource. Surprising because they're static. They shouldn't, but, you know, I don't necessarily know. Am I stuttery now? I mean, you're not... Uh, yeah, you're stuttery, but it's not blurry, so it's less offensive. Yeah. And if all you're doing is, is standing still looking at your model... Yeah, you can't even tell. That is weird how that happens, though, because it doesn't uh, <laughs> happen for me. Yeah, I don't know. There's got to be some type of memory issue or something. Oh, that's way worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Your whole head just disappears. It's like, you know what it's like? Uh, your face just blends in with the background and the camera just goes, there's nothing here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why it is. I've tried, like, memory and resetting and all this other stuff type thing. But I have no clue why it does this. So. I'm sure when we figure it out, it'll be like, oh, is this this one stupid setting we didn't even think about? Because yeah. that's how it works. Uh-huh. Probably setting for like an HD or whatever. Because you want to see my face in HD, right? Glorious HD. So, but I mean, that was something that, I mean, we're, some places are starting to open up. So, people are going to start coming back in doing this other stuff and we need to start supporting people instead of just letting shit like that fly. Yeah. I mean, 
I would say this in everything, you know, it, it's from 2020 on, we, we're not silent anymore, people. We need to step up. Something's wrong. Say something. You don't have to say something mean. You could say something nice. Like, hey, man, give him a break. He's just a kid. He's just showing off his stuff, you know, or, hey, man, that's cool. You got your opinion, but, you know, lay off a little bit. Take him aside. Talk to him privately saying like, hey, dude, it's cool that you have an opinion, but try and present it in a nicer way because you're being an ass. Especially for new people, because you're going to have a lot of new people start coming out of the woodwork looking to paint miniatures, play miniature games. <laughs> looking to not be at home all the time. Correct. I mean, there's a lot of people like, oh, this is a something, something that I would never, ever do. Uh, well, you mean I can get out of my house and go do this? Fuck yeah, I'm going to go do it. Get him out! So. Yeah, but just, just say something. And again, you know. Or, you know, not everyone's good at talking to people like that. Make sure you've got someone in your group who is good at that. You know, go like, hey, John, you're good at talking to people. That's your job all day. Can you can you say something to this guy? He's being an ass. Like, Absolutely. I will tell him to be and not be an ass in the nicest possible way. Then if he continues, I'll tell him in a much less nice way. Phenion says stick the John on them. <laughs> I mean, stick the John. Uh, I mean, it's technically what I do all day is be nice to people when they may not deserve to be nice to, but hey. Got that customer service voice. Hey, you know, at the end of the day, it's just someone who needs help. You know, even in this, it's just someone who needs help who's not understanding. And there's a lot of pent up frustrations in people because the world is crazy right now. Absolutely crazy. I mean, there's a ship blocking the Suez Canal because <laughs> can't fucking a ship. The world is crazy. world is crazy. We're all going to have pent-up frustrations. Don't let that come out. You know? Try and be nice to people. It's like the words of wisdom of Patrick Swayze. Be nice until it's time to not be nice. Yeah. I'll tell you when that time is. So, but, more important, you will know unequivocally when it's time to not be nice anymore. Um, cause I go into the tournament and stuff that I went to, uh, the tournament war machine and hordes, and it really wasn't a tournament. It was just a play day, get together, play the brawl machine format and just get people playing the game again. We had three players that never play war machine at our, uh, <coughs> game store because it's usually 75 point hardcore, you know, tournament style lists that came out and played. And some people were like, well, I won't play that because it's not a 75 point. And I says, well, okay, no big deal. That's fine and dandy. But you know what it did? It brought three new player, three players back to the game to play. Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually a good thing. And I'm going to say this, and I don't mean to be piling on the War Machine of Hordes communities, but I'm going to pile on the War Machine of Hordes community. Guys, get your head out of your fucking ass. It's the game. If they don't have 75 points, or they don't want to play 75 points, play at a different value. The reason you guys have problems finding new people to play is because you only play one way. And it's not entirely your fault. Privateer Press has set up the game like that. And it's a fucking terrible idea. And they haven't fixed it yet. But remember, there are other points values. Yeah. And the thing is, is you could do 75... You could play the Brawl Machine format and everything... And these people are fine and happy with that. And I'm like, that's good, because you know what that does? 
brings people to the game still. Yeah, you need to get if you stop getting people in the game, you will stop having a game. Correct. And I'm sorry that uh, if they stop producing War Machine Hordes, maybe they keep doing their other games. Who knows? It's not a game that's going to last long because of the small people and the fact that people have already started to leave the game. You need so you to don't build. Want, you need to build. You need to build positively. Someone says, I only have this much. Can you play me at this much? Play them at that much. Who cares? Because yeah, Every game doesn't have to be a practice game for a tournament. Yes. I'd say even at the point where every game is a practice game for a tournament, maybe you are in the game for the wrong reason. Or maybe you need to make sure your reason for playing the game is clear and you shouldn't be showing up to a general play day because that's uh, where you get frustrated. Or let the person know that you're playing, hey, I, you know, that person's like, hey, I only want to play 35. I only want to play 75. Well, you know what? Even if you're a tournament player, you can still play a 35-point game, 25-point game, and still practice because you're still getting muscle memory, as I like to call it, on your army. But what you're doing is you're fostering a good environment for the people that don't have that stuff. Because, let's be honest, miniature gaming is not cheap. And right now, people are going to want to spend money, and they're going to spend it to have some fun. Let them have their fun. Yep. Legionnaire says, my problem with not playing 75 points is my main faction, Scorn, felt super hamstrung at less at lesser, lower points when I played prior to Brawl Machine. Yeah. Well, that that I, can I, happen, but remember, you're not... This isn't, this isn't like a super serious game. You're just getting a game in with a guy. You mean... You're helping get them excited, get them into the game, so that eventually they'll build to the nominal standard play value. Because I imagine I've never played Warm Hordes, but I imagine every faction feels hamstrung when you're used to playing at 75 points. It does. There's, there's a couple that actually feel really good at lower points. I made a couple of lower point armies for my mercenaries that were really fuck awful. <laughs> like, really good. But yeah, the, the, the thing is, is especially with everything out there, you're going to have in the next five or so months, you're going to have, if you're going to be able to be open, people that are going to be coming in and wanting to play games. Mm-hmm. And if you're sitting there playing your game and you're like, well, we play 75 points. How much is a 75 point army going to cost? Well, you know, blah, 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 blah. Could, you know, it depends. And they might not have that, but you're like, hey, I got... You know, like our store owner has almost every faction, and he can go and go, well, I can get you at 35 points in this scene. So you can get a feel of what the faction is like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See what, And honestly, when you're, when you're playing, just go, all right, cool. You know, I normally we normally play at 75, but let me break out something smaller for you. Give me a minute to make up a force. That's all you're going to say. You, you have a knowledge they want to play, told them you're going to play them, and even told them that this is not the normal value, but you're going to do it to help them get experience. They're going to appreciate that. You're going out of your way for them. Yeah. And like I said, I, myself, I'm more of a tournament player. I like to play a full 75. But I went to this 35, you know, this Brawl Machine event because I know it helps foster a good community environment. You get people that haven't played in a while that came in and they're like, I want to play. And they bring up, you know, 25 point lists. And I'm like, cool. I, I, and I was actually nerfed because I was playing Infernals and I wasn't allowed to use one of my abilities. But 
Why weren't you? Is it because of the Brawl Machine format? Well, in Brawl Machine, uh, Infernals are actually banned. Um, the the Infernal Masters are banned, so you can't play is, the Infernals. Wait, is, is this a official Privateer Press format? No, it's not. Okay, cool. Uh, no. So, let me say one thing for whoever made this format up, respectfully. Fix your shit. Yeah. Well, that's the reason why I was, I, I'm talking with them. Faction, because you made the rules poorly, no offense, you need to fix it. You can say, oh, hey, you know, it doesn't work right now. It's totally different. We're working on a fix. That's a perfectly good answer. Yeah. But fix your shit. Yeah, because right now the Infernal, because what Infernals can do is one of their abilities is they can sacrifice a model and bring out a war beast in place of that model. You destroy the model and you get to bring out a war beast. So at 25 points, killing a four point model to bring out a 13 point model is kind of broken. That yep. does seem broken, yeah. And so what I did is I said, hey, can I play my Infernals as long as I don't do a summoning, which is, you know, replacing, you know, that thing. And they were like, yeah, let's try that out. And I was like, cool, because I've been wanting to play my Infernals. And so I did it, and Infernals did feel a little nerfed because of that, which is okay, because summoning a model is pretty fucking powerful. Well... I would say this, and this is aimed at Privateer Press. If this is not balanced for lower points values, it's not your guys' fault. It's fucking their fault for making a busted ass faction. Well, the it's uh, <clears throat> so the brawl machine format is this: it's twenty five points. Everything is FA one. Okay. Uh, so you can't have more than you can only have, you know, that one troop choice, uh, so on and so forth. You know, you're you're stuck to one of everything. Um, so, in the official rules at 35, it's like, what, 35, 50, and 75 or when you get your points for your tier bullshit? No, that's changed up now. What are the points at? It's the same points, but it's not, it's, the free stuff is a little bit different now. They're called requisition points. And yeah, it, yeah, it is based off what level, yeah. what, what point value you're playing in general. Yeah, 35, you get one point, 30, you know, yeah, so on and so forth, two, and then, and then three at 75. Is there any change to the rule at 35 points inherently for Infernals? No. Okay. Do they seem balanced at that point level? Without, uh, if you kept summoning in, 30, yeah, they're fine. This is just a Brawl Machine format. Because in the Brawl Machine format, they're um, 25 points and you're FA1 of everything. So if you, you can only have one Juggernaut. As long as you only have one of that, Warby seems okay. I mean, yeah, but I'm sort of get behind it all because, like, it, it seems like you're actually. And this is an important thing. You're actually on the other side of the uh, uh, building a good community. Is you don't exclude shit. Yeah, and that's the reason why I was I was like, because they were like, "Well, test it out. Let, let me know what you think." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'll do it." And I played everything, and then I played a couple of games talking, you know, with people. I'm like, all right, so. Let's redo this, but let me try this and see what was broken. You know, see if this is broken. And it comes down to summoning is broken at that point level with FA1. Um, but. So, oh, oh. so, per Legionnaires, also all Telekinesis casters are banned and all huge base casters? Yeah, all huge base models are banned. I. Uh, the game is played at a very fast pace, too. Um, 
do, do, do you want my opinion now or no. shall we just continue on? Let's continue on. But what I'm trying to, because that's, that's a whole different show. They're talking about War Machine and Hordes. Uh, a format in War Machine and Hordes. A, a, it's not an official one. It was made by the local community to play faster games. Yeah. Type thing. But what I'm saying is these people that want to play and want to play at smaller levels, let them play at smaller levels and help them at smaller levels. If you're a 75 point player, and this is not this is this is any game. I don't care what if it's War Machine Hordes, Marvel Prices Protocol, whatever. If someone only has going with John, if someone only has a certain amount of things, go down to that level. Alright, I'm I'm gonna throw this out there because uh, we need to address this. What? Uh, they need to fix their brawl machine format because it is doing exactly the opposite of what you want. It is excluding things. If someone only has a huge base caster because Xerxes 2 looked so cool, I just wanted to have that guy on the Rhino and I'm like, oh, you can't play. That is some serious bullshit they need to address. Oh, this is something that they're they're working on, but cool. this is not... this, And it, they're only on phase one or their first, first thing. And there's a lot of things that they're still tweaking and stuff. But my point of the whole thing was we got three people that would never have come to a tournament and would hardly have never played if we didn't have this format because it is a format that is meant to have lesser model, less models, more time to play, and more games. And it isn't a hardcore tournament because it really wasn't a tournament at all. It was just play tournaments. It was everybody get together. I'm going to choose who plays who, and y'all play You know, best two out of three. But your point still stands. You want people to play. Correct. So they need to start looking at what they're going to do for that. Even if it's just, oh, hey, this guy's got another caster you can try out, you know, stuff like that. But you, you, ham, you know, you're going to hamstring some things. You chose to be hamstring, which hamstring to, to take a look at that, which is cool. And I'm not saying the format's bad, but this gets to the point you're saying, building a positive community. As soon as your format, fan-made, bans things, it is no longer good for the community. I it's think what handful of people you know. What needs to be done is, while Brawl Machine was there, and people love it, people think it's a great format and everything else. For the new players, we need to just come in and go. What can you play? Oh, I can play fifty points. Exactly. Okay. Or go, hey Gonzo, can you hold off for a second? We got some new guys here, and I'd like them to play you because they can't play Brawl Machine because of this, or. I don't want to introduce them to this format because it's completely off the wall. Correct. It, it, it's the point that we need to make sure the whole point of all this is even though this was a different format and everybody came in, we brought three players that normally don't ever play because okay. of the 75 point and super competitive part that came out and played and had a great time. And yeah. that's what we need to do because, because pretty soon we're going to be having people coming in and we're going to have a lot of new people coming in too. Indeed. And I want to make sure you and uh, Legionnaire, since he's uh, uh, chiming in the chat room with us, I, whatever format you guys play is cool with you. I'm just telling you from a stand back, look at it, you know, thousand foot view of what is good and bad for community. My opinion on that. Like you guys, they may already have like plans for everything. That's cool. But I sort of make sure my opinion of, you know, for the people out there who don't 
no and like oh cool like no 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 you you got to look at all this stuff that's the hell of being one of the guys in charge of the community is you need to look at all this stuff and make sure it's good for everyone that's the big thing in a positive community is making sure everything you guys do every format you make every house rule you make uh everything like that is good for everyone because it is for everyone as soon as you start going Oh, what's not meant for you guys? You start to exclude guys, and that is what we never, ever, ever want to do. As you start excluding people, it, it's it's a slippery slope. You know, you will make it good for everyone. And again, they may be working on that. That's all cool. I'm just again commenting on what it is. But the main point of the whole thing was we need to make sure we start fostering better communities mm-hmm. and better games and better players attitudes not you know who can kick the most ass but who cares if you know billy bob loses every single game when he goes to a tournament or he goes to an event is he still having fun yeah well so it's it's the spirit of page five not the wording yeah. did, did he play his best every game yes awesome is he having fun yes then the job's done job's it's all good, good you know? everyone's paying they're playing their best and having a good time yeah um, so, uh, Russ actually threw a comment in about, uh, ninth edition 40 K wanted a quick opinion on. So there's some armies at 500 points are utter shite, but amazing at 1750 or 2000. You would generally play 40 K 1750 or 2000, usually 2000. Yeah. And vice versa with others factions who smash everything at 500, but Epic fail at high point stage. So that is a GW problem is a classic GW problem of they don't care. Like, they'll balance stuff to the best of their ability, but they're not going to put an extraordinary amount of ability. They're not going to put the same amount of uh, emphasis on balance as many points levels as, say, uh, Privateer Press would. Because Privateer Press wants balance. Their game is based upon balance. War Machine of Horrors is based upon, or Warhammer 40K is based upon you and your buddies in the basement just having a fun time. You, know, you guys will figure out where the points work and all, and you'll play that, and you'll be whatever. You have a good time. It's not meant to be the ultimate pickup game. And as much as you know, we'll, we'll bag on War Machine Hordes. As long as you're in that tournament style format that people tend to play, it is a great, great pickup game because there's no question of what you're expecting and what you're doing when you bring it in. When you bring in 40k, though, I mean, even like in our local groups, we would have people come in and just have the most different views on how things go because we played at the uh and kathy would know a little bit about this from her time at the chicago bunker when you play a bunker you get people from out of town coming in at all times and just suddenly you know you're getting pickup games people from out of town and it's surprising how many ways they got to do things (laughs) the guy who's like oh you're playing orcs up through his notebook and literally brings his dark eldar force that's meant to kill orcs i'm like do you have like a different army for each enemy he's like oh yeah i do i'm like I. So, you know, there's different ways of doing things. Um, but yeah, GW is all about beer and pretzels. That's why they are not going to get rid of the uh, double turns in Age of Sigmar because it's beer and pretzels. Like, sure, maybe if you guys are in the basement drinking some beer, having a good time, they win that role. You're like, oh, crap, you're going to wipe me off the board now, son. And it's going to happen. And you're going to have a good time and you're going to reset and you're going to play again. Or you're going to house rule it because you're in your basement. Um, so, yeah, no, I wouldn't give it too much thought, Russ. They'll work on it, but I would never expect armies to be 
balanced across the board. It's just not a GW. GW's never really been good at that. What's your time, by the way? What's that? What's your time, by the way? Uh, it is eight forty nine. Eleven minutes. Okay. We, we we we've been we've been rambling pretty good. So I was like, oh, dang, what time? <laughs> and I don't have my watch or anything over here near me. Had multiple rants, and I'm stone sober. That's scary. Uh, Leisure says he despises teching for an army. Yes, absolutely. Oh, That's yeah. terrible. But I will let you know that uh, every time someone did that to me in the uh, Games Workshop Battle Bunker, I handed them their ass. Yeah, that's rude. It is. You should not do that. Yeah, now, there was there was, there was one time someone said, hey, I want to play this caster and everything. Uh, will you play me a game? And he went and built a list to make that caster completely worthless. And I'm like, well, what's the point? <laughs> Why did you tech against him? That's just rude. So, another way to do that, if you guys are looking at building a pros community, is like, oh, hey, you've got orcs? Awesome. I got this anti-orc list I'd love to try out to see how it does. We're like, oh, yeah, sure, man, bring it. Let me see what you got. Yeah. That's how you do it. It's it's the social contract. Communicate with your person. Yeah. You know? If Kathy's like, hey, John, I really play Blood Bowl, but you always, you know, wreck me with your with your orcs or something. Can you Can you play something different? Like, sure, I'll play something different. It's all good. You know, you want to see how this works. Like, I'm going to try out this goblin team, but I don't want to get manhandled by dwarves because they all have tackle and fuck your dodge. Because that's what happens. <laughs> they all tackle and fuck your dodge. You know, so I'll play something besides dwarves. You know, maybe it'll break out standard humans or something. You know, just communicate with your opponent. Let them know. We did a lot of that in Orange Shorts. Like, oh, John, you know, I really want to test against this list. Can you break that out? Sure, I'll break it out. You know, communication. Yeah, don't don't ever tech for somebody whenever. That's yeah, just rude. It's kind of a kind of reason why I like the MCP type. Make it your normal list. Yeah, that's the reason like, why I kind of like the MCP and War Machine and Hordes. You know, like tournament format. War Machine and Hordes, you have two lists, and you're kind of playing list chicken with the other person. Okay, MCP, you bring ten models, and then you fill out your point value. Yep, you you can kind of tech, but it's not going to be perfect or whatever. Well, no, you're, you're teching more for the mission than necessarily your opponents. Um, actually, um, Malfa is a good one too because technically you 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 call your faction and then I think your master and then you figure out what you're playing as far as uh, scheme and strategy, and then you build your list. Uh, speaking of Malfa, did you read the new rules or anything? Because I heard they got new rules, new edition. Oh. oh. Not new edition. There's a new faction. New releases, yeah, new faction. Explorers. I saw something from a different. Really it was new. like a it's new. Getting their people now. I thought they said that they had a new edition. I saw something from Adepticon, a post from them. No, it's uh, it's a new faction, the Explorers. Yeah, the Explorers Society. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so Legionnaires, actually, our favorite with um, X-wing was to play what we called uh, Rando Carizian. Where we would take our cards and shuffle up and flip out cards with the fighters until we got to <laughs> close to 100 points, and then we'd play that. Oh, that sounds fun. It's super fun. Actually, with the newer sets that come out, they have little chits that have just the fighter type on it. So, like, I bought five X-Fings, I got five chits. So, nowadays, I just take all those, put those in a bottle or something, pick them out like X-Wing, you know, pick out a couple, oh. three make with that and like oh, i need to pick another one because i don't have enough you know whatever that or, would be like, super fun that, yeah that would be something like i could see doing that at a convention like a sunday convention thing you know when everybody's you know everybody's done you know being the playing the hardcore stuff and doing whatever and just you know having a good 
Oh, Rand Rando is super fun. Yeah, I could see that being a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, it I don't was own fun. a lot of X-Wing stuff, just the few models I have. But Do you want to? Do I want to what? Own a lot of X-Wing stuff? No. What do you got? Imps? Uh, no, clones. Oh, I can't help you at all then. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm a cloner. Rebel I scum. I am rebel scum, yes. John always plays the That's good guys. me. That's me. Oh, also, okay. I have enough where I could play a game. That's all you need, honestly. Yeah. Explain, just maybe a, and if you because if you play it a lot, you like you'll buy a, a ship here or there. I mean, yeah. Oh, here's one more X-wing because I wanted another X-wing. Or, and I tell you, and I'll just bring this on the topic. I miss the scenarios that were in the bigger boxes, like in the Millennium Falcon and all that, they come with scenarios. Uh, L. Marshall and I, one Saturday, just played all the ones we could, and it was a fucking hoot. It was a good time. I wish they had do more of that, but apparently the standard... And that's a thing, it's probably a whole other topic we can go on to, is how standard formats can help kill a game. Yeah. Tasty. Not really. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like chicken flavored rice mixed with uh, uh, fucking Philly uh, Temple. It's not good at all, actually. <laughs> I would advise against that. All right. So, where are we Anything at on media section about? time? We're at uh, eight fifty-five to eight fifty-four, actually. I mean, if you got something else to rant about, I can rant again. No, I was just, uh, m my whole thing was we have people coming out of the pandemic and people are going to want to come in and play games. People are going to want to come in and you're going to find a lot of new players, a lot of new people wanting to come in and do stuff. And we need to start fostering and becoming good ambassadors for the community and start doing that because we've lost you, you know you're going to lose people to the game. No matter what game you play, there's going to be people that are just never going to pick up the game again due to the pandemic. Then you're going to have you know everybody coming in and wanting to you know play all the stuff again. But for all the ones that we have that are new, you know, bring them in and try to get you know keep them. Don't what? you know make them all disappear? Just <laughs> to keep people? What? That's crazy talk. Yeah, there's a lot of people who lost to video games or whatever. Um, but, you know, when people come in, just you might have to start again from scratch or close to scratch. And that's what this play day was, was, hey, we haven't played War Machine and Hordes in probably about a year. Um, everybody come in and just play. Relearn, go through the rules again, have a good time. He just had it as the Brawl Machine format because it was an easy way to say, hey, this is how you build your list so we can all learn again. I don't know. Oh. So, let me switch over. Let's see if this camera's going to mess up for Banyan so he doesn't freak out and cry. Good luck. Look at that. I'll change my background so it. We'll do this all funky stuff. Um. I'm going to try to figure it because at one point he works it and one time it doesn't. I don't know what the deal is. Okay. 
Yeah, Warmer Worlds is a good, quick, quick game, Legionnaires. Uh, super cool. Oh, before I forget, I'm glad you brought up that because it made me think of what the hell is it called? Uh, Warhammer Quest. Oh yeah, what was the the thing that you The old city. Pre-ordering uh, next or releasing next week. Um, if you're interested, buy your copy because it's Curse City. Yes, it is very possible it is going to sell out. Why? Why? Because everyone wants it, and all signs are pointing to that. Oh. Sources who were named anonymous have said that it seems very likely. Well, the models for the other quest box were amazing. Yeah, it, the models are all super awesome, too. What models are in there? I don't there? know about the game. I only played part of one game once. Well, it, it's it's like it. it's a lot like uh, Blackstone Fortress. Oh, okay. A vampire ogre? And that... <laughs> I think he's just a regular ogre, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Alright, so let's go and go with our media section. I have a plethora of things to talk about. Um, because I actually got through. But I want to talk about one thing with you three together. Um, so, But I have one, two... Three, I mean, four, five. I am, but I'm not that big. Six. I have about seven <laughs> things that we can talk about. Wouldn't even listen to me. See how that is? Yeah, I know. Ignored me. <laughs> I'm gonna have to reevaluate my entire life. Get Gonzo ignored me. Good. All right, I'm done. Still awesome. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the one thing is, so yesterday when I came home, I was like, oh, I need to just sit. I want to read some stuff and everything. So I'm gonna watch something. And uh, see if I could try to, like, turn my brain off and just have some noise. Well, I finished already Stargate, uh, the entire series, which I'll review a little bit later. But um, for some reason, John was in my brain going, Ninja Batman's on HBO Max. Ninja Batman's on HBO Max. <laughs> so I put it on, and I was like, okay, I'm going to sit here and try to watch this and read some stuff. And I was like, no. looking at stuff, and I was like, Hold on, what? I, I I couldn't I couldn't do anything but just set everything I was down and go the fuck the the what? And like I said, I told them and I told them that this was this is a show that was written by two third graders high on crack trying to make the coolest Batman movie in Japan that they could ever think of. No, no. You're not giving enough credit for the amount of cocaine they consumed. <laughs> but wasn't movie. it pretty? Okay, I, I will say this much. I didn't care for the middle part when that new art style came in there. Uh, it it kind of threw me off. Uh, was it still neat? Yeah, it was, but it kind of threw me off. Was the other all other art style? Yes. It was freaking... It was. It was really good art. Um, definitely really and good the art. Music. Yeah. Everything about the, the production of it, the art, the drawing, the, the combat, uh, especially the, 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 the boat scene, the, before the, right before, before the switch in the art style, all that combat and everything was cool. It was really awesome. I was like, okay, this is pretty good. And I was like, this is, you know, okay, I get it. It's Japan and they're going to go crazy with it and all this other stuff. And I was like, okay, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I was expecting wild and crazy anyway from what y'all two, two said about it. And then all of a sudden I went, um, it went back to the new one and then it went and, uh, I finally said, what the fuck when the monkeys came out, <laughs> when the million monkeys joined up to make a super monkey. There are rules of Japanese movies where there is one monkey, there is more to follow. Yeah. And as soon as Robin dropped with Monchichi, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. There's going to be more monkeys. And, uh. And then I'm like, oh, I know how this ends. And the monkeys joined their own mega, you know, they had their own megazoid. (laughs) And then the bats joined in for the protective armor. (laughs) And I was like. Holy fuck. I swear they, I told, I told them, I said, I swear that they went over to a elementary school, got all the kids high. They all smoked cocaine, you know, smoked crack and snorted Coke and did it whatever. And then they look at the kids goes, how can we make Batman cool in Japan? <laughs> uh, send them back to feudal Japan. Have the, all the villains make their own castles, which are also stampas. And then they turn into giant robots and then they form Voltron. I absolutely love that the castles got up and started walking around. <laughs> oh, so Legio, so you said me and Ninja never addressed the question you had about Ninja Batman and and Ninja Scroll. Look, you can't compare the two. Ninja yeah. Scroll actually makes fucking sense. Yeah, it is actually. <laughs> Batman Ninja does not. Nowhere in this did it make any sense of what was going to happen or going to be. No had no idea what was going on the entire time just that there were villains and superhero and batman and they were fighting against each other that's yeah. all yeah super super mega monkey um oh no banion teenage mutant ninja turtles 3 made much more <laughs> sense than this <laughs> much more wait banion yeah. has not yet seen batman ninja no, he just goes to his basement. Look, I can't make him watch movies. Because, yeah. honestly, the art is cool. I the art was like great. They need, to make, they need to make miniatures or busts of of those supervillains and Batmans. Cause there was that, a card game. What? They made a card game. Did they? They made a card game for it. Holy shit. Dave saw it at an anime convention. It was but the it's, thing. The story makes no sense. Yeah, but none. The, the animation is really cool. <clears throat> the way they... The, the art concept for yeah. all the characters is cool. The music is really cool. Uh, just know that it is it's utter a very chaos. very high production value. Just the plot is utter chaos. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, it, but it the is. castles get up and walk around, so and also small monkeys making one giant monkey. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the because, and then bats join too because bats. Hey, yeah. Cookie, Cookie, we're talking about uh, Batman Ninja. Yeah, we're talking about <laughs> as it as it turns out, Batman, Batman Ninja. There's also on HBO Max if you care. Hey, I it's completely. Cookie says, oh, it was weird. Great art, but weird. Right? That's yes. that's what I said. It's utter chaos, but the art is amazing and the music is amazing. 
Yeah, it's, it's one of those movies that uh, I had to ask opinions on how to rate it on uh, Letterboxd. And so I suggested give it a low star score, but hit the heart for you liked it so people will watch it. I'm like, all right, you know, I like that. That's a good way of doing it. Guns, are you messing with cameras? Yeah, I'm trying to fix something because Kathy likes to be centered and I'm trying to make her centered and I can't make her centered. I can make uh, me centered. I'm telling you, Ninja John, you should be checking that out. It is, uh, it's a thing everyone should see. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like I said, it was really, really, it was cool. The artwork was amazing. The, the combat was fun, but it made no fucking sense whatsoever. None. Actually, the problem I think it is it kind of made a pretense of making sense. It theoretically has plot. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. You should watch it. It is not the Turkish Star Wars. It has more plot than Turkish Star Wars, but that's just because Turkish Star Wars is another special thing. Those two together, like, are you should see them. Just don't expect them to be good. Correct. Expect them to be worth watching once, even though I've seen. Yeah, worth watching once. once. Yeah, once is fine. But. So I, that was that was my one that you know I we all could get in on, but I'm gonna go with something that y'all all didn't get in. I did finish Stargate the series completely through, uh, finished it up, and uh, I actually watched the two movies to finish up SG One. Oh wait, wait, Gonzo, um, space herpes for Batman Ninja. Um, I'm gonna give it plot like three and a half. For fun and originality and, oh my god, what the fuck, zero <laughs> type thing. Because it's just, it's just a, it's a fun, stupid ride uh, type thing. Average it out to two. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's not too long. It's not horribly long. It's not, you know, whatever thing. So, but I mean, I enjoyed it. Uh, but SG-1, I finished everything of SG-1 done. Wait. Cookie Mandius says SG-1 does not exist. Only the movie with Kurt Russell and James Spader. I disagree with that. See, me too. Having, having seen that movie only a few months ago. Um, I, I really like it. I like Stargate SG-1. It was a good, fun ride. They made fun of themselves in, in every season. They always, you know, had something there. Is it the best sci-fi series out there? No. But was it fun? Yes. Um, I liked it. I thought it was really good. Um, the ending season, the last season, you can tell that there was a little bit of time where they knew that they had to end the story and things just happened just because they had to end the story. And so it kind of got, you know, oh, this character, yeah, he's been, and he's just shot and dead. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's kind of not where we're going with it. But they did do the movies to kind of wrap up all of those stories, which was good. Um, I enjoyed it. I, Vol is one of my favorite. When she came in, it made the series a lot more fun, a lot more interesting. Uh, I think she was a lot of fun. Um, when Farscape came in, yeah. <laughs> um, and they actually made fun of themselves in Farscape with this. Um, so it was actually even you know, on their spoof episode. It was actually pretty good. Um, overall, uh, I like the story. I like the characters. I like everything that was going on. Did it have flaws? Yes. Um, did it ruin it for me? No. Um, 
I know that I need to watch some older uh, series because I never watched Babylon 5 all the way through. And uh, I know that that's something I need to do. So I'm probably going to jump on that. You best get on that. Yeah, yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. I, I just I never did. I mind re-watching that. It's been a long time since I've watched I, that through. When it originally first came out, I didn't have TV, didn't have cable. And I only got like an episode here and there. And I was like never into it. Uh, so I need to find some. I need to find a way to watch the entire series so I can just put HBO it in. HBO Max. Is it oh, on HBO Max? Be- they just, they just remastered it and put it on HBO Max. Oh, okay, so that'd be Shut good. Shut the show with Tron on it. <laughs> but, okay, right, so right. the overall of SG-1, I give it one and a half to two uh, space harpies. Um, did it have some issues? Yes. Was it still fun and did I enjoy it? Yes. I really liked it even more when Vala came in because she added something to the show that wasn't there previously. Uh, Kathy, what'd you watch? So, yesterday, because we were, we were talking about this, uh, on my painting stream earlier, and I don't know if we talked about it last Sunday, but at some point, the subject came up of old, uh, fantasy movies that we liked, probably because I was reading Conan, uh, but then I said... I I haven't seen The Sword and the Sorcerer since I was a teenager and I can't find it anywhere so somebody found me a link to it in its entirety on YouTube uh, so I watched it yesterday and the, the quality of the YouTube video was super shitty <laughs> but I can't find it anywhere so needs must right uh i watched that and it was like ripped from the headlines of my conan book it was fantastic i loved it uh it was so cheesy so it it came out in 1982 and i don't know i think that's when did Conan the Barbarian come out? Right before that? I think. Was it 1980? 81? 82? Conan the Barbarian? Wait, John's not here. He will not Google that for me. I'm Googling it. <laughs> the original, you you're know, not the original can. Conan, correct? Um. So anyways. it it This movie actually felt more like a Robert E. Howard Conan novel than Conan the... While I love Conan the Barbarian, the movie, this movie felt more like the novels that I've been reading. They both came out the same year, by the way. And Okay. Yeah. And uh, this... Yeah. I And I like Lee Horsley because... Yeah. Uh, so that... it. That worked for me. There was all the cheesy stuff. There was... I think it, it was Conan. It, it was just Conan. That's, that's all you could say. It's just another Conan movie, but it was... The main character was not called Conan. This one with the triple-bladed sword? Yes. Yes. Okay. And he shot oh, the middle the one? Sword. That was like the worst part of the... <laughs> I looked at the sword the first time I saw the sword. like, that is the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> And then it, 
it shoots the blades, and I'm like, wow, that even got stupider. But that's like the, that's like the, the yeah, the stupidest, cheesiest part. It's called The Sword and the Sorcerer. That's about as generic of a title as you could get, but, I mean, Maybe that's what it's about. <laughs> Wait, what's about to get its one-year anniversary? Thoughts on the... I never saw the modern Conan film. We were just talking about that, too. Uh, the one with Jason Momo. Yeah. I didn't yeah, even know there was a, a recent Conan movie. I'm so out of touch. It's not that recent anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it either. I have standards. Uh, and Beastmaster Legionnaires says, Beastmaster, I want to watch next weekend. I haven't seen that in a really long time. And uh, I, I, in my head, I feel like that's actually better than The Sword and the Sorcerer. I'd agree. Even though John no, hates no. it. I, I would agree that it is better than The Sword and the Sorcerer, based off but, my recollections of both. But but I loved I. I I was happy that Sword and the Sorcerer worked for me. And because I'm reading these Robert E. Howard novels right now, I'm I'm just watching this going, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's that's very much, this is very much like the book that I'm actually reading currently on every Friday on this channel. <laughs> I'm reading a Conan book every Friday out loud on this channel and the one that I've been reading is very similar in storyline to uh to this movie. Yeah, this I, is actually on the same collection I have with Beastmaster. Aw. You just send it to me. I like it. <laughs> Cookie says, uh question Kathy, did you watch the Hercules movie with The Rock? No. I didn't even know The Rock did a Hercules movie. Yep. He did. I haven't huh. seen it either. It, it got bad reviews, but I have a feeling that was because people weren't expecting what it was. I know a little about the plot. I heard some reviews, so. Darkwing Duck uh, break? Um, my other one, so we'll, we'll do one since I got a bunch more, and then we'll go to John. going to skip me completely? Well, I'll do one, and then to go to you. Do you, how many do you have? It doesn't matter. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. um, Fine. So I decided to watch the new Invincible on uh, Amazon Prime. And Invincible is based off a comic book where this kid gets his new powers and becomes a superhero. Um, this is a pretty violent superhero cartoon. Kind of drawn very Saturday morning cartoon style. Um, and it might not be for everybody. It is a mature superhero cartoon. Uh, not heavy on the sex, but heavy on the violence and heavy on the gore. Um, so if you like that, I'd give it a watch. I've watched the first three episodes because it's the only thing they've got out right now. Um, I'm enjoying it. The writing's pretty good. The characters are good. The story's uh, okay. Uh, we'll have to wait to see what it is. Uh, I'm going to give it a rating after um, the series, the season one is completely out, and we'll see how it is. Um, so, like I said, it's on Amazon Prime for free. Go check it out if you like gory superhero, teen superhero shows. 
teen superheroes, not teen as in CW. So, okay, John, what's yours? Uh, I actually watched the last Starfighter. Ooh. Not not the yeah, trailer that we watched. No, I watched the actual movie. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that in a long time either. I hadn't either, so I figured, what the heck? And uh, it it holds up pretty well. I mean, sure, the computer animation is old, but I think the way they did it makes it still hold up because you very rarely have the people and the animation on screen at the same time to really disconnect your brain. You're like, when they're showing this, it's this style. When they're showing this, it's this style. And it actually works pretty well. Um, I, I think it works. As, I mean, it's a standard hero's journey, but it's just done well, pretty tight, and there's none of that cringy bullshit that some of those have. You know, the stuff they do for comedy is done pretty well, pretty well on. So you don't cringe. It's more of like, you stupid robot. <laughs> but I love the crap out of it. Uh, Robert Breston does a great role as Centauri. He's, uh, he's hamming it up to right, just the right point, but can still bring that gravitas when he needs to. Uh, there's a line where he tells uh, the main character that if he just thinks he's good, you know, a kid from a trailer park, that's all he'll ever be. And he actually he delivers that line perfectly because that's one of the one of the big, you know, points in the movie. But I love the crap out of it. Um, the guy who plays Grig is actually the uh, the old man in charge of OCP from RoboCop. And you don't realize until you look up his IMDb. But as soon as you do, you're like, I can see it now. Yep. But he does a fucking great job through all that uh, makeup and mask and everything. He puts so much emotion into his eyes and the way he, he his facial features through that. It's great. Yeah. What kid? That, Did not want a gun star? Yeah. yeah. The gun star was amazing. It, for something that only had one movie, it is still one of the iconic space fighters, and I love it. Oh, yeah. I hope they get to make that sequel. I'm glad the... Uh, the original writer got the rights back or navigated the rights uh, and can start working on something because uh, I enjoy the crap out of it. I'm going to give it, uh, I'm give it one because you're not, everyone's going to feel the, the story, the, uh, you know, the, the hero's journey for a kid in a trailer park. Um, I do like actually that he is fully an adult. They've graduated high school. It seems probably even closer to 21 since they talk about drinking beer. Oh, it's the Midwest. You never know. I hear they're a little light lenient on that shit that, around there. How um, how was the special? How did the special effects hold up? Um, I've watched it forever, but I mean, I remember the stuff they do with the people is solid. They use a lot of models, um, only a handful of laser blasts to kind of go in there, and they hold up pretty well. Uh, the alien masks and costumes hold up solidly, but then the computer graphics technically don't hold up, but it's all the same style, so it never really bothers you. Like, if you've never seen it before, it might bother you. But if you've seen it, you know what to expect, and it'll be fine. Yeah, that was... I remember seeing that in the theater when I was a kid, and I was like, this is the shit. I went home and built a Gunstar out of Legos. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, that that show was... Uh, and that trailer, which you may want to link that trailer in the chat, John, of uh, the the one that uh, you showed us, because that, that just brought back some cool... Oh yeah, that, that's that. I mean, obviously, that's what started. I said I sent it to my buddy Etsy. Easy way to find it. I sent it to my buddy Marshall, and when I did, he's like, Haha, "I watched it twice already. I'm watching the uh, the movie with uh, my son now." 
I actually watched it twice, uh, and just so I could see a little bit more details on stuff, because I kind of slowed it down on a few scenes and paused it. All right. Gonzo? Uh, or Kathy? Probably Kathy. I, shocking no one, today watched Tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> That's, the, shot. Just that's the, the Pierce Brosnan one that I skipped over last week. I was supposed to watch that last week, and then, and then, the world is not enough this week. But yeah, so okay. I loved it. That's that. That might be one of my favorites. Oh, it's funny because it's sort of like the forgotten Bond. Everyone sort of forgets it for the ones around it. It's not. I really enjoyed it, and I wasn't that impressed with uh, The World is Not Enough, in fact. This one I liked much better. I mean, I remember enjoying it, but, I mean, after a certain point, some of those bonds just mixed together. Yeah, it, well, it's like we were saying last week, you know, you roll a, a die and nowadays to get your Bond film name, and it's going to have tomorrow in it, and it's going to have die or death or day. You know, it, it just just interchange all those words, and then well, you'll get the. We're next worried that Bond is closer to what Star Trek was. Jokingly, every other movie's good. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I, t so I remember seeing this one in the theater, and I think that's the only other time that I saw it. Yeah, I, I, I think I've seen clips once or twice. Otherwise, I've only saw it in the theater. And, uh, and I liked it then, and now looking back on it, and after having watched all these other ones uh, recently, uh, it I it was good. I liked it. Yeah, for me, for me, this one is maybe one of the one of the best ones. And then the next one happens. And, that's and then the, and then there is Simon's in his face. The next one that she's gonna watch. The What's it called? Die Another Day? Die Another Day, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's the next one for next week. And So that's the one with the guy with the diamonds in his. I don't remember anything about Die Another Day. Now, maybe once I start watching it. Oh, wait. Is that the one that has the ice castle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did see that in the theater. Um, I still, I, that's like the only thing I remember about it, though, Ice Castle. Is there skiing? Of course there's skiing, because almost every James Bond has skiing. Almost every. No skiing in that one, I don't think. All the Ice stuff Castle is, is in... Oh. It has the, uh, the, the bad guy gets his own sort of Bond car, and they have a, a Bond car fight. The famous I mean, it's for... not speedboats through the bayou, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember coming out of it and going, like, for once, the Bond villain got his own super supercar to fight against Bond's car, so. But I don't remember really liking it that much. Oh, Cookie says worst Bond song ever came out of that one. Oh, and Kung Fu was on Netflix. I think that was the Madonna one, wasn't it? Diana today. That's what Cookie says. Madonna should be... <laughs> I don't well, know about that. Well, I don't know. Have you heard her cover of American Pie? She should probably be shot. No one should do a cover of American Pie. Well, she tried. <laughs> Except for Weird Al. Well, 
He did a parody. That's different than a cover. Okay. Russ's Fast and Furious took the Bond car fight and made it even more action. Well, I mean, it is You're Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. Oh, my. All right. Well, so what do you give uh, Tomorrow Never Dies now? Yeah, Tomorrow Never Dies. Tomorrow Never Dies, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. I give it zero. I uh, I liked it a lot. There are, awesome. there are many, many fun things about it. So, zero. Awesome. Whereas what the one that I did last week, uh, I gave that two, didn't I? Two or three, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Off top of. Also, well, let's go back to uh, the sword and the sorcerer. That gets three as well, because it is super <laughs> cheesy, and I recognize that's not everybody's cup of tea, but it's a good time. It's fun. Cheesy, but a good time. That's a good tagline to put on the back of a uh, VHS tape. <laughs> um, uh, how many Bond films do you have? What? How many do I have left? Uh, five. All the Daniel Craig ones, plus one last Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, five. And then, then it's uh, Casino Royale, the original one with David Niven. There you go. Less parkour than uh, the Daniel Craig one, I'm certain. <laughs> uh, well, Gonzo, we can talk about yours, or I think we should actually talk about that trailer that came out. Um, yeah, because we also need to remember, we do need to watch The Last Dragon, which I... Yeah, we did, uh, we, we did kind of forget. So oh, apologies. based on that completely. Uh, but next week for next week. Yeah, next week, we're watching The Last Dragon. And what was uh, the other one? Um... I think Lady Bead wanted us to watch Tetsuo the Iron Man. It's like cheap on Amazon. It's only like an hour and change long, so. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, I, I've seen The Last Dragon. I think I can quote that enough by. I don't even have to watch it to I mean, really remember. I will rewatch it. Yes. yes, I can do it right now and this would be. That's right. Bruce Leroy. Leroy. <laughs> okay, so a trailer dropped this week, and it is Suicide Squad 2 uh, that dropped. And holy fuck! <laughs> yeah, it is a red uh, band trailer. They got yeah, they got the the right director for it. Uh, James Gunn unleashed to do his whatever he wanted. And yeah, it looks it's gonna be a hoot. And the shark though, the King shark though, cookies is the Lotus King shark. I the shark. Yes, honestly, all of them were amusing. Or all of what I think are going to be the main characters. I have this Correct. feeling that half of them are going to die in the beginning, and then you're going to get the second half with the rest of them. Correct. I've it's Elba, um, the actress from uh, I think she's from Portugal. Is from Portugal? Where is she from? There's an actress who's playing Ratcatcher too, who is um, she's got a lot of charisma and she looked pretty uh, pretty charming and interesting, and I. Interested to see what she does, but Idris Elba, of course, Idris Elba. Yep. Um, Harley Quinn looks like she's back to Harley Quinn from the original, which is good. I yep. am not a huge fan of the Harley Quinn movie. It was kind of mad. You have a personalized license plate. We kill you. <laughs> so that was good. I think Idris Elba is going to be a great ad. And actually, it turns out that they actually wanted to have Will Smith back, but he had a scheduling issue. Not. 
you know, not they got rid of him for any other reason. They apparently he just had a scheduling issue and can't come back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a uh, Russ does say uh, Kong versus Godzilla comes out this week. By the way. Yeah, middle of the week. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll, I'll definitely be watching that. Yeah, me too. Um, I I really you can tell that this you can immediately tell this is a Tim Gunn movie. Um, you're just like yeah. You can tell the humor, everything. The action looked great. Um, King Shark was hilarious. Um, I liked Harley in this one. I, I liked pretty much... The only thing that threw me off was uh, What's-His-Face um, playing a different superhero because I'm so used to seeing him in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I can't remember the, character, the actor's name. Michael Rooker? Yes. He looks uh, nothing like he did in Guardians of the Galaxy. No, but I mean, just hearing his voice and everything, just hearing his voice uh, and so on and so forth, just like, no, that's okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to get used to him playing that character instead. But um, but that just kind of threw me out because I'm like, oh, cool, he's in this. Wait a minute, but he's, yeah, okay. No, he's dead in there. <laughs> Probably. But, like, it's comics. This, many of them are going to die. They're going to live with the Suicide Squad name. Yeah. Um, I expect half of them are going to die in the first act. It'll probably be really awesome. But, uh, yeah, it looks good. It, it's The humor seems on point. The, whoever did the editing for the trailer did a bang-up job where you get an idea of what's going to happen, but you don't really know any details besides Starro. And that's funny yes. for us old Justice League guys. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't lose Starro as a bad guy. The trailer gets... Uh, it's uh, zero space herpes. Uh, I've watched it multiple times already. Yeah, I agree. It gets zero space herpes for me too. It was it was hilarious. It had a lot of things. It 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 had good fight. It had good comedy. It highlighted everybody nice. Um, it gets the it gets the plot and teases just enough without really just rushing away the first one. Like first one still happened, sure, whatever. But here's what we're doing. I feel like. They make it apparent that there's going to be some stupid moments in it, but it's it's going to be stupid moments like the three-bladed sword in the, you know, in the sword and the sorcerer where you're like, yeah, yeah that's pretty, entire that's pretty stupid, but it's... Covered in dicks. They told me I need every dick for liberty. <laughs> I would do so. <laughs> you're like, yeah. oh, fuck. Oh, oh, John Cena. John Cena's yeah. amazing. I really want to see the blooper reel from this once it's all said and done. Because oh, you yeah. know that they cut themselves up and they were like, fuck. It's, cut. It's going to be stupid fun. Yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling that's the way it's going to be. Is This is going to be a stupid fun movie with some good action in it. And it's just going to be a rip-roaring good time. Yep. Type of thing. Uh, who do we have that we can raid tonight? Oh, I don't know. Um, oh, of oh, the Guns Akimbo is not one I'm looking forward to seeing. It looked a little out there for me. But uh, after we get through the ones we have to watch, we'll we'll take a look next week at what people are recommending and see if we can watch something together. Yeah. So guys, uh, we as my camera goes in and out again, I apologize. I'm gonna try to get that fixed. Um, we really appreciate y'all listening and watching and joining us over this. Um, we're gonna send y'all off to Zambies tonight. Uh, she's right. doing some painting and uh, doing some artwork. We'll send you off to her. Um, hey. Guys. Please take care of yourself. Please wash your hands. Please, you know, look after each other. For more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. 
Good night. Night. Stick around for the raid. And see what's in the raid. Here it comes. Click that button. I want to see everybody hit that button. Go in there and spam the emo chatter.